1: Welcome, everybody, to episode 65 of the Green Light Podcast. We have a lot to catch up on, but before we do all that, Ian and I have a little announcement to make after about, I can't believe it's been four years of us podcasting um, and putting out quality content, you know what I mean? Uh, somebody finally took notice, and we will be joining a podcast network. How about that, man? I mean, is that, I mean, it's kind of unbelievable, really, when you think about it. I mean... But we uh, shout out to Mike over at the, uh, the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. They have um, a really good thing going. They've, they've actually crushed it. They've put out like almost 400 episodes themselves and then started the network after that. So there's about, I think there's about seven other um, podcasts on the network now. A ton of them focus on the NBA. We're obviously going to stick mostly to college hoops. You know, we kind of talk about everything here on the green light, but going to stick to college hoops, but super exciting. Um, Obviously, thankful for the uh, for the opportunity from Mike and um, you know to join the other guys and uh, other podcasts. It's going to be exciting. So big big announcement from the Greenlight Towel Boys here um, to kick off the first episode in twenty twenty one. I know everybody is excited to be done with uh, what I assume is the worst year of the whole world's life. So. We're excited about that. Um, This is going to be kind of a weird episode, just like this entire season is uh, weird. You and I (laughs) were both supposed to watch our teams play in the last 24 hours. Both of those games are canceled. Uh, Duke actually flew to Tallahassee and then flew right back on home because somebody at Florida State (laughs) tested positive. This is exactly what Virginia uh, football did earlier.
0: They literally were supposed to play in Tallahassee. They got there, they stayed the night, everything, and then fly right back.
1: To be honest with you, man, it's my. Uh, it takes the wind out of the sails of the whole season. Like, you get pumped. Like, this is going to be a really good game. I think Duke is 20, Florida State's 18. Like, they're supposed to be really good. And you're just kind of like, I don't even know when we're going to play
0: again. And yeah. And
1: who cares if we do it? There just seems to – I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird. The same game.
0: with Virginia Virginia Tech. They're both ranked right. for the first time – I I can't remember the last time both of them were ranked. And – Coming off a time like Virginia already was shut down for two straight weeks. They got can't they were canceled the uh, Michigan State game, Florida game, and Villanova. So three top teams. They end up having to schedule Gonzaga out of the blue uh, and and play them in um, play them down Texas and get rolled. And then it's okay. Now we're out of that. Yeah. We're in the ACC. Maybe the team's looking a little bit better. They just won at Notre Dame and then nothing. And then who knows? And that my biggest question and. And I don't know if you've read anything about this. It's like how have they – I don't even know if the conferences have really built in time to reschedule these games.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I, I do know um, – I saw somebody say like UNC scheduled another one and they were hoping that Duke did the same. But you're probably going to be nervous if you're the other teams when Duke calls. I, I, I Actually, that's not the right way to put it. Not nervous, but like – if you're, let's say you're Georgia Tech or anyone else in the ACC, why would you go pick up a Duke game? Like yeah. why what what is the motivation, I guess? Cause, cause I, I still don't think we're clear.
0: Uh, no, I, I was just saying, or well, why would you if you're supposed to play them later and why would you play them essentially now if you're not if you're not feeling like, hey, we want to get this out of the way now, why and everyone else isn't gonna be the same boat? It's almost kind of like the Ohio State football I army mean, where it's like they are they got in the playoff only playing six games especially when it comes to conference like why would I like no I'll let it play out if games get canceled games get canceled especially if you're sitting in a good spot there's no incentive at least at this point now that we're out of not because you're out of the non-conference you're not building your non-conference resume at this point it's like if if I feel good about where I'm standing and my like winning percentage in conference is good what benefit to me is to bump up to play more games than maybe a team that's that's not going to so
1: yeah, and if college basketball follows what college football did, and they they did not punish Ohio State for only playing six games, then there really is no motivation. I mean, if I was a team, I'd be like, yeah, I want to be ten and two for the whole yeah. year. I don't care. I mean, maybe twelve and two, whatever. Right? Like, um, it's crazy, man. It's nuts. Uh, let's. You want to stay on Gonzaga because they're winning. I mean, I, we we shouldn't even play the rest of the year. I mean, they are head and shoulders above everybody. And and how miserable is it that we didn't get to see Baylor Gonzaga? that I mean, would have been I mean, the best game of the year.
0: Hopefully we see it in the NCAA tournament because, I mean, I, I'm, they are – Gonzaga's 9-0 yeah. oh right now. Um, according to Kimpom, they are the second best offensive efficiency. I don't know yeah. how anyone has it better than them, uh, which I believe – let's see who it is. It has Iowa. I, I, I'll pick I'll see who they, they already beat. Okay. Um, <laughs> they put up a hundo on Iowa. So, and on neutral. I mean, they've done such a good job. Like, I guess the question – I'll pose it to you. Is there any way they lose a game the rest of the season? I personally don't think so. I
1: mean, yes, because you just have no idea. You know, I say yes, because I they, just don't think yeah. it's, it's likely to go to be undefeated for an entire year. But I think I, know what you're, I probably know what you're saying in terms of playing in the, their conference, the West Coast Conference. Like, they're not really running into any gauntlets. Is, now that, why, might, is that why you think they're going to – I might
0: be jinxing them because, like, I mean, they play San Francisco tonight. And I'm going to stay up and watch that game because San Francisco – I don't think they're great. I mean, they beat Virginia. Uh, but they're one of the best teams they'll play all year. They're 76th in Kempom. The only thing – they only play three teams in the top 100. BYU is 65th. Um, St. Mary's is 64th, and San Francisco 76. Those are the only teams they have left, unless they're gonna randomly schedule some more non-conference games uh, for some reason. But I mean, they've already knocked off Kansas. Um, they put up a hundo on Kansas. They beat Auburn's not a good team. They uh, beat they beat West Virginia. They beat Iowa. They beat, and they beat Virginia. So according to Ken Pomeroy, that's four. Four top twenty teams, um, or actually, yeah, four top twenty. What teams. will it take for them to join? What will it take for them to join the Pac twelve? I don't think there's any incentive for them to be honest. I mean, less outside. Of, I mean, the money they. I don't think they can because of football. That's the problem. That uh, yeah, not having football, it's, they're not getting anybody. But uh, unless you're making kind of a a one sport type of addition, but my my thing is with it, and you look, so the lowest output offensive output they had. Um, they've only scored under 90 twice, and it was against West Virginia, which they won 87-82, and then against Northern Arizona, um, which was on last month on Monday, uh, they won 88-58. to 58. And every other game, is by they put up 98 against Virginia, yeah, no. 98. They put up 99 they against. They, Iowa. they put up 90, 102 against Kansas. And so I just, my thing with them, and I I've been on board with Drew Temmy from day one, literally from I saw him in high school. Uh, when he he's been one of my favorite players, and I think he's actually now getting to showcase to the world how how good he is. I think he's some of the best footwork of any post player we've seen in recent college basketball. Um, Suggs, like the thing about, yeah. and this, I know you didn't I probably watch most of this, against Virginia, against Virginia, Suggs did absolutely nothing. He's a potential national player of the year, yeah. and they still roll him. And so um, Suggs and then Kispert. They're Kispert, versatile, because, man. They're deep. Kispert's got a flamethrower. Like, he's just – if you give him space, yeah. even if you don't give him space, yeah. and then they're deep enough that Nimhard can come off the bench, um, take over when Suggs maybe isn't doing as well. They've, they're deep. They've got size. They've got shooters all across the board. They can score at every level. I just – it's really hard. I think that they – honestly, if any year is the year to do it, I, do, I think they could actually run the table all the way, all the way through, finish. And that, I'm probably jinxing them by doing yeah, this. Yeah, this, this would be the year. But I, I – I I, This really would be the and especially after – I mean, we already saw them just beat Kansas. We, you and I just watched. And Kansas is what ranked third in the country right now. They just got rolled by Texas. Um, like I said, I guess Baylor is. Once again, and I haven't watched as much of Baylor as I should have. Baylor might be the best team that, that could give them a run for the money.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And I'm so, I'm so happy for uh, Shaka Smart and for him to finally kind of – this kind of seems like they're finally over the hump in the top ten, only have one loss so far, playing really it's well. Obviously, just beat a really good team on the road. To beat Kansas at Kansas by 25 oh. points, like that doesn't just happen, that happens once every maybe
0: 20 years. It has um, to be so one of those worst home losses. There's no way that, I mean, there's no way that he's had many um, many home no, losses. He had, his,
1: he had his head in his hands, like the whole damn game. He was so frustrated.
0: Hey, hoop heads. we all hate ankle sprains and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports related injury Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A R Y S E. And use the code hoopheads to get twenty percent off the future of performance. That's a r y s e dot com with promo code hoopheads to get twenty percent off.
1: Um, let's stay on. Let's actually no. Let's stay on the West Coast. We got to talk about Arizona. Uh, they impose. This is just funny to me, but they impose a one-year postseason ban for like a year that we don't even know if we're going to have a post. Yep. just hysterical I mean if there's a year to do it man this is the year I, I, I don't even know if we've really bro- I mean we talked about it obviously at, at length when it all happened back in 2017 but the fact that Book Richardson is well, the director of the New York City goes instead of which by the way I mean they got an absolute steal I mean to get like a college coach at that level to come direct in a one of the better ones like yeah yeah one of the better ones of course and like one of the most historic in the city obviously but it's absurd that that's where he is. You know what I mean? Like that dude should be a head coach anywhere he wants, like anywhere he wants. It's so unbelievable. I, we don't even, we don't need to get into it unless you want to, but it's just so absurd.
0: It is. I mean, it's the only thing I was going to say on it is I think when you, it's, it's one thing, I think it's the, I'm not calling him a fall guy, even though I think he, he obviously is um, to a degree, but like, he's the fall guy but like the head coach no none of these head coaches even rick but like no one has been fully kind of like blackballed outside of like like a book richardson essentially like he should be on a staff somewhere else um yet will way is still coaching a top like top sec team um rick is back in college basketball getting head jobs and book like it's not he also i think Right now, he would be the top assistant coach candidate anywhere, like if someone like of anyone to yeah. hire anybody, like that's essentially a free agent. Any, co- any team would take him. anything any team, if okay. it wasn't for like the no. surrounding cloud, which at the end of the day, like, yes, he was part of it, but it's not fair that I say that Sean Miller still has a job, That Will weigh all the stuff, the same incriminating evidence, whatever it is, and these guys don't, or he doesn't, but. Mm-hmm. We've know, do, we've already done into so. that at length. So and hopefully I, I hope think. next season he gets back. I, and I think hopefully it is maybe just one extra year removed that he needs, but um, we'll see.
1: Yep. Somebody, yeah, somebody should hire him. Um, all right. Question for you. And I know my answer. It's a, it's a ridiculous question, but is John Calipari, the head coach of Kentucky, September,
0: 2021? He is, but he is, but he is, he's not. <laughs> the answer is yes. And the answer is yes, but, but the, the crazy thing is, like, they, they, the Kentucky fans are crazy enough. They will fully turn on him. The problem yes. is, he, he's built up enough good grace, and luckily, he's a likable enough of a guy. If this was somebody else, I don't yeah, think, yeah, of course, if this was anybody else, I think he'd be out of there. I mean, I here's the
1: the scary part. I mean, they play uh, Mississippi State coming I like up. You. So like, I actually can they like the
0: bounce back I think they'll think win. Think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you would think they beat them. I mean, Cameron Fletcher gets suspended after the tirade on the bench. Um, they're shooting three – they're ranked 319th in three-point shooting percentage this year, and they're one in six. Like, yeah. this is not – you know, what's, what is the best-case scenario for this year? They finish 500 and go to the NIT? I mean, right you know, this is not – they're, they're not making
0: Poms, 10 and fifteen.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, so the what What's crazy is like the season, for all intents and purposes, is over now, unless a miraculous turnaround happens and everybody starts firing and clicking and all this stuff. But that's crazy that we're saying January second, Kentucky's out. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. I mean, and the thing that's funny to me about all this, and to be honest, like, it's it's almost I don't know. Actually, take us back. I, I don't want to say it's the anti-Arkansas. And he – and I'm not giving him a cop-out because he said, yeah, they are essentially the anti-Arkansas. Arkansas, until today, they just lost to Missouri by 13. Arkansas is 9-0. and They played Mississippi Valley State, North Texas, UT Arlington, Lipscomb, Southern, Central Arkansas, Oral Roberts, Abilene Christian, and then they just played their first conference game against Auburn. So they played absolutely nobodies, 8-0 in the non-conference. Whereas Kentucky – I, actually, I like Kentucky as a, better as a basketball team than Arkansas, but Kentucky played uh, – they beat Moorhead State in the first game. They played Richmond, who is probably one of the top mid-major programs in the country, if you consider A-10s a 10s on mid major Kansas, who's third ranked. Georgia Tech, who I'm very surprised about. We can talk about that later. They lost to Georgia Tech. got to
1: talk, talk about them.
0: Notre Dame is probably – I think Notre Dame at home, I think, is their worst loss. They lost by one at home to Notre Dame. not very good then North Carolina, who, still, who can't shoot, but they're decent, and then Louisville. But those are all – every single one of those are top 100 teams. They're all yeah. historic to a degree programs. Like, they're not – and so it is – I do have more faith in them. Like, like, going forward, with the talent they have, I have more faith in Kentucky than I do with Arkansas. But it's wild if you just Arkansas. look at, from a yeah. surface level, who they're actually – you don't look at who they're playing – it's 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 exact polar opposites, but if you look at it and then you actually see who they played yeah. and how close those games were, it was one possession lost in Louisville, one possession lost in Notre Dame, one possession lost to Kansas. Could they be four and four and three and it'd be a little bit better? Who knows, but um, he did- it's a good set. point.
1: It's a good point. Like, this guy, this guy seems like it's falling in Lexington, of course, but they're not losing to, like, to your point, all the teams that Arkansas is playing, right? I mean, they're losing to powerhouses now those powerhouses may not be super good this year right like unc isn't great but they are still not playing you know whatever whoever you, oral roberts and, and yeah Warhead, you know whatever yeah um, yeah i'm happy i'm happy you brought up georgia tech man they they're an interesting team they're five and three i don't understand. they have wins over like you mentioned Kentucky, nebraska and unc you know just came back they were down like 10 against unc and came back um, New York City point guard baby Jose Alvarado after I mean, 17 he a, he game, a, a, a game. Amazing, yeah. He's good. He's really really good. Um, they're one of those weird teams, man. I, I don't know how good they'll be. The ACC is also very much in a, a flux. It's in a very weird year again, um, where like Duke and UNC aren't nearly as good as they usually are. Virginia struggling a little bit. Not yeah. not good as good defensively as they usually are. Um, and UNC is 0 2. I mean, yeah. they're 0 2 in the ACC, so it's like I think,
0: I I don't think know. part of the reason why I'm so surprised about Georgia Tech, and we've this has never been a pro Josh Pastner podcast by any means. No offense, no no shot, no uh, no offense to Josh himself, but I, I just think I, I thought it was a weird fit to begin with. Um, we said earlier, probably in one of my earlier episodes, they're doing they were doing full non-contact practices literally until like the season started, like no no nothing at all. Um, they lost. They started the season losing at home to Georgia State and losing at home to Mercer, and which you just can't beat Carolina. And Kentucky. It's like what? And then and, yeah, and 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 they beat Kentucky at home. They win. And Nebraska is not good, but they win at Nebraska. Uh, Florida State. They were kept close with. Yeah, so they won not- one, and then yeah. they play. They play Wake Forest at home um, on Sunday or it's tomorrow. And they've got. Should be a win. And then the biggest thing, the reason why I'm not counting them out necessarily is because the ACC is just, it, it is such a mix. I, I, I was asking, um, t- talking yesterday, I was like, how many, last year, Florida State won the ACC at 15 and 5. If you were to say today, how many games wins the conference this year? 10. I, 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 so I truly I think if everyone played 20, I think 14 wins, wow. but I don't think everyone's going to play 20. Sure.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're 10 and five, if you're 10, I don't know. 10, 10 is the number that is stuck in my head. If you can get the double digits, you win the conference. Because right? and, no and, one. And that's, let's talk about NC
0: State. Yes, two and zero ACC. Right, no, yeah. NC State six and one two. two yeah, two, two, two in and zero
1: ACC. They got Clemson next,
0: which is that's huge. Mean, huge one. Maybe huge. they do it.
1: That actually, that actually would be a huge one for NC State if they could win the conference. That you would get a massive how how
0: uh, how far have we got? And this is not a shot at NC State by any means. It's more of a shot against Clemson. How far have we gotten no, though? That a winning at Clemson is like the, a massive key win to winning the ACC. Like, yeah, it's Brad weird. Brownell. That's what I'm saying. Continuously on the hot seat, but they play well. I mean, Clemson's good. I actually think Clemson is good. I've only watched them a couple times, but I think they actually are good. I don't think it's necessarily a fluke. They won. They beat Florida State. They lost to Virginia Tech. They beat Alabama. They beat Maryland. They beat Purdue. They beat Mississippi State. D- I think D- they have D- a third-ranked D- defense Boston in the country. college. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're no. They're good, man. They're 100%. good. Yeah. So, really NC State,
0: good. though, I will I watched them against BC the other night, and really, the biggest thing. I mean, they the Bigs are a huge differentiator. Bates and Funderburg are massive, and like they can dump the ball down to them and they can score and get easy buckets that change it opens things up for Devin Daniels um, and, and Helms I mean they've got some dudes like they're very very good I think um, Braxton Beverly really struggled against BC but um, I, I like what I like what NC State does I think they can match up against a lot of different teams you know larger a big team they've got guards that can play um, with with other quick guards but um, and they're, the end of their schedule is really, really weak. So if they can stack some wins right now, if they can get Clemson, Miami, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and then ride out February with teams like Pittsburgh, Wake, Notre Dame, then they're going to be in a really, really good spot uh, at the end of the year. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, let's just keep ping-ponging. I mean, the Big Ten is the best conference in the nation. I don't, we haven't talked about the Big Ten yet, right? No.
0: Not really. Not. The best
1: conference in the nation. Nine teams ranked in the top 25, including Rutgers, who is actually beating Iowa at home right now oh, by yeah. five points or so. Um, man, that would be an unbelievable win. I love uh, Rutgers, Rutgers, man. But, I
0: like I have no reason to like Rutgers outside of yeah. Steve Hayne and Pike. Obviously, we would
1: probably be at that game right now.
0: It's it's incredible to see where they I I was telling my wife, and I was like, it was like, Oh, Rutgers is actually really good this year. She's like, Really? I was like, well, look, every year they yeah. build they build and they build and they build. I'm looking like so what what was Pikel's first year? Was it 18 or 17? Might have been, let's see. I think seventeen. Seventeen was they went fifteen and eighteen. Um, they started out like eleven and one because so they played think. a week schedule. So went fifteen and eighteen. In yeah. two thousand eighteen, they went fifteen and nineteen. Then nineteen they went fourteen and seventeen. So but you could tell they're kind of building something. Um,
1: yes. last yeah. year
0: Last year they go 20 and 11, would have made the tournament, I believe, um, if Mm they had it. And then now, and they're 28th in Kimpom. Now they're 7 1, 19th in Kimpom. They have a top 20 offense and a top 25 defense, which we're getting very, very ahead of ourselves. But what do we always say in our like, tournament preview show? So you have to be a top in both. To win it, like they have. Yeah, what is the number? Is it
1: top? Is it top seven? Is it that high, or is it? No, you not, have I think it's honestly top. it's like
0: top. I think it's like top twenty or something like that, and they're close. Yeah, like, yeah. and then
1: it was like the champion for the past twenty years. Like were all but, but one, I categories.
0: think. Like all but one UConn team were top twenty in both, and they do both. Uh, yeah. I and mean, Ron Harper Jr. is legit. We've loved Geo Baker forever, um, um, yeah. but yeah, they. I mean, they lost Ohio State on the road, but like I say, if they can get this win at home in the rack against Iowa, Um, and then they've got – I mean, the the Big Ten, there's no days off. There are really no days off at all. Oh, that's what we
1: want to talk about. Minnesota, that's a perfect transition, man. Let's go over Minnesota's last couple games. So, they uh, lose to Illinois, then they beat St. Louis, then beat Iowa, then beat Michigan State, then they lose to Wisconsin, and then their next two games, their next three games are Ohio State ranked, Michigan ranked, Iowa ranked, yeah, and then Michigan again. It's dude, the Big Ten. Is this just what happens every year? We're like the Big Ten's the best conference, best conference, and then they yeah. beat each other up. Yep. Right? And then by the time we get to March, yeah, and once
0: again, yeah. The last time the Big Ten won a national title was Michigan State in what 2001? 2000, what year is that? 2000. 2000. 2000. Yep. So we're almost at we're at twenty years without a title. Yet you can make the argument that every year, like they have the most, like top. Top to bottom, they are the best conference this year. Hands down to me. Yeah, My without mind. a doubt. Without a doubt. And the worst team, no, no. I know. the only team outside of the top 100 is Nebraska. And then the second-to-last team, at least in camp homerings, is Northwestern, who's 54th, and Michigan State then at 51. Northwestern actually is – what's Northwestern is 6-2. and two. Their only losses are – they lost to Pittsburgh. just showing up. They lost to Iowa. They beat Michigan State, Indiana, Ohio State, like – if that's the second – if Northwestern's the second worst team in the conference and they're sitting at three and one, like mm-hmm. it really anybody – and it's such a cliche term and, and, and whatever, but anybody can beat anybody except maybe Nebraska on, on any night. Yeah. No, it's, it's – If you had today, if you had to pick um, a team to make it out of all this, of any of the teams, who do you think um, – one, I guess a two-part question in your opinion. Who wins, who wins the Big Ten regular season? And then two, what team do you think makes it the farthest or has the best chance to win a national title? Because I think it's two different answers, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think Iowa wins the Big Ten, and I think Illinois goes the farthest in the tournament. That's my two. But Wisconsin's a a good answer. Ugh. Yeah, those are my two. I'm sticking with it. I think Iowa wins it, and Illinois goes to the Elite Eight or maybe one step further than Iowa does. I don't know. Yeah, Honestly, you could probably switch those.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And it's it's a really, really hard one. I, I think – and to be honest with you, and this is a, a sleeper, I'm not saying that they're – I don't think they're a Final Four caliber team. I, and here I am saying this. They're, Michigan's 8-0, and they just – with back-to-back road wins to start the Big Ten. Um, Michigan – I'm – very, very – and I, I was very critical of him coming into Michigan. Hunter Dickinson, the big kid they have, the freshman out of D.C., he's seven And whenever I watched him in high school, he – I didn't say he was soft. I always thought – I was like, oh, he had soft hands, he had good touch, he had good feel, I thought he was going to be a good player. But I didn't think he was going to be – have the aggression to just be dominant. This kid is out of his mind dominant right now. And for a freshman to be able to step into a role where – Michigan traditionally has had like with even with like John Teske being kind of a foundational piece. No, it wasn't great. This kid is like John Teske times 10 for you conclude his like offensive prowess. Um, and he's it, it, like a Wagner type offensively, but then defensively, I'm very, very impressed. And I think um they have a chance to beat teams really at at, at any level. And, um I don't know if I say once again, I don't know if he's, he's match up like a Gonzaga. But I do think that um, the experience they have, Livers, Brooks, um, all that, and then plus like just if if Hunter Dickinson keeps playing like this, he's like a he's honestly I, the best way for me to put it is he's Luca he's like a diet Luca Garza like he has been back
1: and. Yeah, and he would have looked really good in a Duke uniform, which is tough. I actually was just looking up his recruiting because <coughs> I forgot that he went to DeMatha, so I was a little yeah. confused how Georgetown didn't offer him, which they didn't, which is maybe they just knew that they he didn't want to go there or, or whatever. Um, but I just, I'm, I just clicked on an article that came out a day ago in 247 Sports where it says um, – Hunter Dickinson trolls Maryland after win, and it okay. says days after criticizing Maryland basketball coach Turgeon for not recruiting him harder, Hunter Dickinson posted a dominant 26 and 11 point performance. How about that? Which, during which he stared on the Maryland bench
0: repeatedly. Oh, How did I miss this? If I'm and that and I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think to talk about this. But if I'm if I am a if I'm the AD at at, at Maryland and we've been critical of Turgeon and I, I mean, I'm not a fan to begin with. If and If I'm an AD or not a fan, that tells me all I need to know, and especially from a recruiting standpoint, is you are right now arguably the most fruitful recruiting area, like the center of it, in the entire country. Definitely easily top three. You could say, like, Georgia. You could say North Carolina. You can say, you know, obviously California is a different animal. But, like, the DMV and the team takeover kids, I mean, he played with, like, with Baycott – he played with um, – your, your Duke point guard. Um, he played – all these team takeovers just run dudes. And the fact that literally that's his backyard, and it's like he didn't even feel like he was a priority to them. Yeah, he's like he goes to Michigan, yeah. and then it's just like, oh, I'm going to down you. Tells you all – I feel like that's all you need to know as, like, as a Maryland fan or – because it, it, I don't think they were ever even in the mix. Like he said, he felt disrespected. So.
1: How about – how about Maryland hasn't signed a player from Damatha since 03? That is wild.
0: Is That's wild, man. Like, and look, yeah. I mean, uh, who was in the last – and we, uh, talked, we had literally a number one pick. I don't know how serious they tried to get him. But, um, I mean, how, and, and obviously this was still – this was still turging. But Markel Foltz was – literally goes to Washington. Well, how do you not keep yeah. any of these guys in your backyard? Anybody. But, yeah. argue yeah, for another
1: day. That, that is – Um, I want to talk about two things before we get out of here. One, uh, the Big East. Providence took an L today, but they're actually uh, in fourth in the Big East right now and and look pretty good. Um, Big man Nate Watson is a beast. And David Duke is playing really, really well. So happy to see them uh, having some early success here. They lost by two today to
0: Creighton, right? Yeah, Creighton. And Creighton's an interesting team. That's a team that, like, I think is such a tough, like, nightmare matchup for teams in the NCAA tournament with the way they shoot the ball and like Zagrowski and your boy, former Duke, Alex O'Connell was actually, I mean, it's funny. I don't think they weren't expecting oh, him to play. He, uh, he only played three minutes today. It looks like, and he's not really playing much, but I think their whole lineup can pretty much shoot. Um, but, and that's, they're a really good team, but it is. Uh, and then Villanova, I haven't watched Villanova in the past few weeks. Um, but I'd I put – I don't – i don't, probably I go – I'd put Big East maybe third best conference right now behind the Big Ten and the Big probably. 12.
1: Yeah, probably. God, how about that? The ACC not in the top three. It's
0: insane. I, I don't think there's any argument you can make towards it. There's no team that I think – there's no oh. top team that, like, bumps them up. And then there's no, like – if you talk about the bottom of the conference, like, there's no one, like – once again, the only – in the yeah. Big East, the only team outside of the top 100 is Georgetown and they're 106. The next highest team is Xavier, or St. John's at 89, and then Xavier at, like, 55. So, like, they're all top 50 teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're all there. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, a little NBA talk before we get out of here. Peyton Pritchard um, is getting a ton of love. We were really high on him. Yep. Four-year guy, obviously, uh, out of Oregon. And, man – it, it just feels good. One, it always feels good when you're high on somebody and they start to play well. Now, look, like we're a couple weeks into the season, so you know, don't put too much weight into it. But you know, there's all all sorts of people tweeting about him. Wow, he looks really good. This is a steal for the Celtics. All this stuff, um, which I agree. But it is nice to see like a four-year kid who kind of flew under the radar for most people. I, all West Coasters. I made this joke yesterday. There was a West Coast game on um, yesterday, and I was watching it, and I was saying. Man, I never watched West Coast basketball. And then we flipped the channel and there's a Big Ten game on and we put the Big Ten on right away. I'm like, this is why I never even commit. But so he flew a little under the radar, four-year dude, and just unbelievable. I actually think he's gonna play for 10, 12 years in the league.
0: And you show and it shows like how much trust that Stevens has in him right off the bat because it's a Celtics are a contender and he's giving them major, major minutes, like right off the bat. Um, he's been yep. very, very impressive. The other guys, I will say, um, I'm looking at it and just kind of recapping as we obviously the draft wasn't too long ago. The one obviously Wiseman has actually yeah. been impressed as bad as the Warriors are. Um, Wiseman, I thought, yeah. has been kind of playing, not to say better than I expected, but he's stepping in, he's more assertive right right away. But the guy that I'm most impressed with, and I think this is once again, it's he was on a bad team at Iowa State and we didn't really watch him much. But Tyrese Halberton is out of this world. I think he's at right now, it's like 10.6. I- 4.4 assists, shooting 52 front is and his he has a such did a weird jump shot, but he's awesome.
1: Did you see his tweet? No, what did he tweet? He tweeted uh, he he tweeted uh uh crying emoji, crying emoji, and they said the jumper
0: wouldn't translate. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I love loved it. it. <laughs> it's an ugly looking shot, but I honestly like it yeah. makes me upset. I, and I said this to somebody, it was like the Knicks. The Knicks needed to draft Ob, and I think and the fact that he dropped there was a blessing to them. But, man, like, I really think, like, Halliburton would have been so good with them. And, obviously, it's a small – they've only played five games, four or five games, so it's a tough, like, sample size. But um, – and then also, shout out to me yeah, boy, Cole Anthony and the Magic. They started 4-0 and for the first time in franchise history, which is pretty – I guess pretty wild considering, like – Isn't that insane? Like, the Penny and Shaftes – How have you not started 4-0? The Dwight yes, Howard, like those teams, um, really interesting. And then I think the most interesting team, and they are getting all the love, um, but the most interesting team as well that, and they, they're getting all the hype is, is the Atlanta Hawks. And which is a, a team that is full of so many talented young guys, like that we've talked about on this podcast, like a long time with obviously Trey Young, with DeAndre Hunter, with Cam Reddish, with Kevin Herter, yeah. Like and then a mix of veterans they got but,
1: the best young nucleus. They got oh, the best young nucleus. They're
0: building so well. And and John Collins, like is still, I think you would consider them like young. Um, and so yeah, it's that's I think that's been one of the most I say really exciting teams to watch because you had like especially from us from a college basketball bias, is like guys that we watched a lot of and that are just making kind of that transition. Like I said DeAndre Hunter led them in scoring last night, like twenty three points a game. He's never gonna be like a franchise cornerstone. But if you can get, like, your third or fourth option leading the team and scoring on, like, an off night and beat, like, the, arguably the best team in the East, like, they're building, like, kind of how the yep. Atlanta Hawks were when they had, like, Joe Johnson and Corver and Al Harrington, like, those – Al Harrington, uh, Paul Millsap. Like, they never – it was you never had that guy. Trey can be that guy, and he is to a degree. But he their whole be. nucleus is top to bottom just solid. Like, it's a really solid team. So – yeah, Sometimes. no doubt.
1: Yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, that'll wrap episode 65. We will definitely be back. I, we're going to try and get on a somewhat similar cadence, at least either once a week or once every two um we got some exciting guests that are in the pool too to to come on that i'm excited to have on and chop it up with so um stay tuned obviously you know where to follow us and subscribe um, follow who pens
0: pod, we'll follow pod network as well
1: yeah, oh. yes all right awesome um all right until next time keep the ball bouncing I've been feeling like This what I've been working towards If you ain't trying to be the boss Then tell me what you working for Certain doors were closed But now they opening up Celebrating with some shots Maybe poke on a cup Bulls, slush rust Up next and I got this Crazy like Britney And the love so toxic Got a wall up I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is Come on